Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. Welcome to the Discerning Gamer Podcast. Your premium destination for all things gaming culture. We have the latest in gaming news, reviews of the hottest new games, discussion and analysis of the games of yesteryear. When you're short on time and need your gaming fix, look no further than the crew who know their master chief from their master sword. I love Halo. Your hosts, Joel, Simon, Casey and Ferg. So toss a coin to your Witcher and answer that call of duty. It's time to level up. This is the Discerning Gamer Podcast. Yes, as the totalitarian status quo is threatened by the emergence of a virus named Harbinger in the global communication system, damaging mind control chip implants and leaving citizens vulnerable to co-option, Prepare to be co-opted by the Discerning Gamer Podcast. I am your host, Joel J.B. Fury Beauchene, and with us this week, as always, are the DG crew, starting with the PC Gamer, the Sultan of Steam. If you've got a hunger for what you see, you'll take it eventually. You can have anything you want, but you better not take it from him. It's Fergus Fergamon Hamilton. Welcome to the show, Fergus. Oh, JB, how are you, mate? Oh, really good, mate. Really good. Spitting lyrics at us. Ah, yeah. <laughs> Easy. That's, that's what I do. Also with us, uh, the gaming chef, the Earl of Emotional Damage, Yabba Dabba Do, he'll make her bed rock, uh, Mummy on fire, push red hot, butter bing, butter boom, Mr. Worldwide as he steps in the room. He's a hustler, baby, but that you knew, and tonight it's just him and you. It's Simon Steely McLaughlin. Welcome to the show, Steely. Wow, I tell you what, that is a good... um Everybody, uh, that's, I um I have been known to to make a, a bed rock or two, um and I also lived there for a time of uh, a period of time. I actually uh, I did a stint in bedrock, uh, <laughs> about two years. It was a mining Fantastic. gig, <laughs> like that. Fly in, fly out. <laughs> uh, indeed. And finally, uh, the Nintendo Queen, Pistol, Pisty, Pete, the Pist. <laughs> She's like a bird. She'll only fly away. She doesn't know where her soul is. She doesn't know where her home is. And baby, all she needs for you to know is it's Casey C. Mac McLaughlin. Welcome to the show, C. Mac. I'm 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 technically trying to remember the next lyrics for It's pretty much <laughs> Well uh, we uh we don't want to to uh get any uh copyright infringements uh here uh, <laughs> Nelly Furtado you know, listens to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, she commented on Instagram. She did. She said I liked your eight mile joke, see Mac. <laughs> Keep it coming. I'm friends with well. MM. I like the eight mile joke. Fantastic. And what have we all been playing this week, folks? Uh, Ferg, what, what have you been? Uh, what have you been getting into? Playing Power World still, JB. I think oh, um, you uh, and me both. Yeah, I think I played about thirty hours of Power World and having a great old time. I uh, somewhere along the line, I, I realised that by catching powers, you get a shit ton of XP. 
You do um, indeed. So I made it my mission to just grind for hours and hours and hours, catching all the different powers, 10 of a kind, you get extra XP. And I've got myself up to level 36, and in, by doing so, I've completely neglected my base as far as any kind of defenses. And I'm at a point <laughs> now where level like 38 guys are storming my base and absolutely wrecking everyone within like 10 <laughs> seconds. So now I'm like back to the drawing board of like trying to defend my uh, my super shitty base. But I'm having heaps of fun. It's great fun. Uh, I, I only uh, found out just oh, only a day or two ago that um, with the power spheres, the, mm. the analogue to, of course, the Pokeball, mm. you can actually not only use them to catch pals, but you can use them to catch enemy human beings. Mm. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> uh, you, you have to weaken them. <clears throat> but I've tried it a couple of times and haven't successfully captured an enemy human being yet. So... Uh, one of the uh, so-called syndicate uh, yeah. members. Yeah, I accidentally um, I caught one of the uh, you know the little guys that sit around the campfire, and you walk up to them, and they go, "Oh, I've been stranded here for ages." I accidentally caught one of them. Okay. I accidentally lent on the right bumper and threw out a sphere and caught one, and I was like, "Oh <laughs> shit!" And then I was like, "Well, that's interesting because they actually go into your I don't know your whatever it's called the power collection or whatever it is, and you can." take them out and put them in your base but they don't have any skills they just sort of walk around your base and do nothing but i think you can sell them i don't know that maybe there's a place to so they're basically powers on centrelink pretty much just pretty much mate <laughs> unemployed yeah. and doing nothing <laughs> but uh it's it's interesting like um there's a few uh things about it that that i really like so like when you've got a power that's fire based um and you've got like stuff in your base that requires fire. So, like, you'll have a cooking station or, like, a station where you're meant to, like, like melt ore and cast, like, ingots. Mm. You get your fire pal to go over there and he's, like, blowing fire in there to, like, melt the steel for you or, like, some of the machinery has, like, a big water wheel on it. So, you get a water-based Pokemon to sit there and just spray water on it and turn the wheel for you so that you can create <laughs> things and... Um, I love how yeah. easily you diverted back to saying Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> you oh, get your water-based Pokemon. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck well, you, Game Freak. Oh, no. Why? Different. Make a good sometimes. Pokemon game. But yeah, that's what I was sort of saying last week. And then as you go out, I think I was trying to explain that you can you, you use your powers to fight and beat boss battles, but the big component of the game is the base building side of things so mm. at a point in time you'll start going out and you'll be looking for you know someone with the fire skill level two or three and catching them in order to bring them back because they're even better but there's quite a few there's probably <clears throat> there's over 10 different categories there's like maintenance and water fire mm. um electricity there's all sorts like planting there's one that um some powers have got the skill to make medicines and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, it's 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 cool. I got I, I caught this uh, this pal. He's like a cute little green monkey, and um, uh, I managed to unlock the assault rifle for him. <laughs> so you go into battle and you push a button, and all of a sudden he's just got this this assault rifle, and he's just gunning down like the enemy pals or you know, enemy mm. troops or whatever it might be. It, it's just so hilarious when you see that contrast between, like, the cute and cuddly mm. and, like, just ridiculously insane. 
And uh, you can research it like a meat cleaver and actually slaughter your pals for, mm. for meat as well. Mm. Um and if you if you actually slaughter them that way, they don't come back. They they're permanently dead. Mm. Um, and you can have the pals slaughter each other and cannibalize each other if you if you want. I haven't. So it's it's pretty messed that. up. Do they drop anything? Do they drop meat or? Um, I I haven't actually done it yet, yeah. but uh, yeah, I've got to keep something in the uh, in the bag in reserve for uh, for the future. So yeah, yeah, nice. Um, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a good one. It's the the game that's finally broken my uh, concentration away from uh, from oxygen not included. Mm. So, uh, oh, what about you, Steely? Are you gonna you gonna give uh, Power World a go? Uh, I'm thinking about it. It's amazingly fun, mate. It really is. Like I just I think- don't spend that much time gaming on the PC. If I if I spent more time on the PC, absolutely. But. Yeah, I mean, I'd I'd like to play it, but it's just uh, I'm, and but the thing is, I know that obviously it on Xbox is not very good, and so even if it comes to consoles, I'm worried about that it's just not going to be optimized for consoles. So I don't know. I'm just um, patiently waiting. If it does come to PS5, I might play it, and maybe I'll get it if it goes on a sale and comes down a little bit cheaper, because it's something that does interest me. I think that. To, to play a game that I think is reminiscent of Pokemon that actually is going in a direction that I think Pokemon should go in, maybe not for the whole part, but um, I, I think that it's something worth picking up and I'd love to play it, but I just don't... Um, I don't know. I'm still playing Metroid Prime. So mm. I'm, I'm well. sitting in there. I'm, I'm gunning. I'm changing guns, <laughs> shooting. Yeah, pretty much. Um <laughs> But you know what's really cool about Metroid Prime for a, for an old game is Tell its us. use of um, its use of the weapon system. So anyone that's familiar with Metroid, uh, anytime that Samus upgrades her guns, typically in Metroid games, you don't go back to the old version of the guns. They're just upgrades, and the guns get better, and you can open more doors with it. In this game, you have to change your guns on the fly because the further on you get into it, the the more smart the enemies get. So the enemies start to wear suits that are invulnerable to certain things and only vulnerable to certain weapons. Mm-hmm. So there are some. There was this boss battle I did. And the boss battle, uh, it, it, the clever thing is that it uses all of your arsenal. So any all of your arsenal that you have within the game, it uses all of it um, to a way that most games, I feel like, leave the stuff that you used to have behind. Whereas I'm always having to go back between guns. I have to use all of my visors. So all through the game, you get visor upgrades and they can do certain things like x-ray vision or thermal vision or just scanning stuff. And... This one boss battle I did was just wild, where you had to use all of it. And um, you'd basically fight this boss, blow it up, the boss would disappear for a bit, and then it would send down some goons, and the goons would come down, and that you had to fight each one with a particular kind of gun. So you're just changing guns frantically while trying not to die. And uh, it was just a wicked boss battle. I had to look up how to do it, because I was like, I can't defeat this thing how am I meant to do it I had to look at the boss in x-ray vision while it was recharging and shoot it in the heart so I should have known that that old chestnut oh yeah the old the old stingray Uh, (laughs) that's what I should have done Um, but anyway yeah so (laughs) that was epic 
Metro yeah. Prime still playing. Casey's just gone to uh, feed uh, the baby and keep the baby alive, um, but she's still watching Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. So that show goes okay. for a long time. It sure does. Longer uh, than it deserves. <laughs> it's a good show. <laughs> uh, all right. Just, just um, before we move on, JB, yeah, sure. have you played enough of Power World to give it your discerning game a score? Or Look, uh, despite the fact that I'm having a lot of fun with it, and I am having a lot of fun with it, there's things about the game that shit me slightly. Um, so, for example, um, when you, uh, you've you got your flying pal and you can construct the saddle and fly around on him, um, I think the, the mechanic of how, they, how they've got the flying is really, like, crap. I, like, I don't like the way that... Um, as soon as you're hovering higher than the ground, your mm. stamina bar starts to reduce. Mm. I think that's pretty poor. But also the fact that uh, when you're flying, you're either you're always horizontal. You're not able to sort of pitch up and down on the on the the flying creature. Like mm. you can only go perfectly up and down in a horizontal manner. So you've got a button to go higher, a button to descend. And um, so it's not as if you can sort of aim yourself down and, like, attack uh, other pals from the air. Um, so that kind of annoys me a bit. Um, yeah, I agree. There's, a, there's, like, a spot where it's hard to attack enemies or throw your spheres from a, you know, when you're mounted on a, a pal. Yeah. Um, and I found, like, if you're flying around the ground, you're forever getting clipped by stuff which you probably shouldn't be getting clipped by like yeah. things on the ground even though you're fractionally in the air yeah but um yeah um i've noticed the the enemy ai um is really poor um not mm. for the powers but particularly for like the enemy soldiers like mm. um i had a whole bunch of them uh launch an attack on my base and uh like a whole heap of them were just stood out in the field like like about 100 metres away from my base, just frozen, like not not moving at all. Um, so I just went down there and just beat them unconscious with my baseball bat and, uh, you know, um, yeah. so sort of recovered from that pretty pretty easily. So that some of those things, I think, really take, take away from it. Um, and even like the swimming... Uh, is is woefully bad. Like as soon as you're in the water, your stamina bar starts draining, and you can get to a point where you don't have enough stamina to actually climb out of the water uh, because mm. climbing takes stamina as well. So then you just drown. Mm. <laughs> and you know, so there's there's things about the game that annoy me. So I would I would probably give it like a score reminiscent of like Hogwarts Legacy. Like to me, it's it's on that sort of level. It's a great game. It's really fun to play, but it's definitely not game of the year mm. like material. Like it's mm. not, it's not at that level. So I think what you need to keep in mind as well, this game is in early access too. Yeah, right? for sure. So yeah. if there are quality of life improvements that come along, that obviously take it from what is now, I think, a really well polished concept from what I've seen to a game that is obviously, you know, a, a mile above, might have a chance to be in that category. Because it's something that, obviously, it's got the user base. 
it's got decent scores across the board as to for, for what it is now. I think mm. really what people seem to be crying out for is a story and some extra polish to the game. Yeah, besides it looking really good, those AI improvements, like you were saying, JB, those things that I think it needs in order to stand on its own legs a little bit more. But yeah, I mean, there's there's issues like with clipping and stuff like that, where enemies you know clip into the into the environment. Like I've I've done uh, a battle where I threw the power sphere. And when the power popped out, he popped out halfway into the mountain and couldn't move. And so then I just had to recall him and then throw him again. So there's some things like that that are the sort of like little buggy things that need to be worked out. But uh, I would say where it is now, I would probably put it like maybe between an 80 and an 82. Hmm. That's that's where I put it. And and. It get, gets such a high score based purely on the fact that it is just really fun to play and I really like the concept of it all. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it definitely needs a bit more polishing to bring it up to, you know, anywhere near the high 80s, um, even, like, with the base building side of things. Like, to build your own house, like, the concept is there, but then, like, to actually do it, like, it's really difficult. Like you got to get walls sort of perfectly lined up and roof sections perfectly lined up. And it took me ages, like trying to move my character into different positions so that I could actually get a roof tile to accept that it was able to be placed there. And um, it just shouldn't be that hard, mm. uh, in my opinion. Yeah, so. there's a lot of things they're going to iron out. The other one I had as well. I don't know if you've had the same issue, JB, but the powers within my base are forever getting stuck on dumb things like you'll be like oh this power's like he's really hungry and you'll be like oh where is he and he's going he's like standing on the top of like one of your buildings like your silo or something and he's just not getting down and you can't push him off so you have to like recall him back into your box and then send him out again to yeah. reset him so I have had that happen. yeah I have had that as well where I had a, a Fox Parks um, who was similarly like hungry wanted to go and get something to eat but he was walking up against a storage container yeah. and like wouldn't wouldn't move past it and same thing to free him up I had to call him back to the yeah. the PAL deck or whatever and then send him out again so yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, for an early access game there's heaps of content and it's it's oh, really yeah. good so it's only going to get better as they iron out a few of mm. these things so yeah quality of life and add a story and yeah i mean for 40 bucks pretty good value oh, even shit, if they yeah. weren't to do anything more to this game i'm gonna get 40 hours out of easy yeah well, enjoyable hours as well yeah and we haven't even really tried out the multiplayer side of it yet mm. which you know is available ferg and i have been discussing you know going online and uh you know having a bit of a multiplayer bash with it Sish. and see see where that goes to so uh yeah stay tuned mm. i think we'll see some uh big things for it absolutely all right, well, uh, let's throw over to Steely for the news headline. Yeah! News! Wow! There's lots of stuff! It's been happening! Where have you guys been? Under a rock? Fuck! Okay, anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, 
Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? Wow, Sony fucking delivered last week with a chock-a-block state of play, or should I call it lots of trailers and 10 minutes of Hideo Kojima? <laughs> no, really. No, really. Uh... It, was a, it was a show that put Nintendo to shame, back-to-back without corny voiceovers and plenty to be happy about. We got deep dives on Rise of the Ronin and Stellar Blade, a shadow drop of Silent Hill, the short message, an announcement for Sonic X Shadow Generations. Did I mention the 43-minute trailer for Death Stranding 2? <laughs> no, but seriously, we also got story trailer for Judas. That looks fucking sick from Bioshock creator Kevin Levine, I think you say his name. I'd maybe not a trailer for Dragon's Dogma 2 and a half an hour of Hideo Kojima getting his ego stroked like a short coated Irish wolfhound on heat because he is going Mm. back to his roots everyone with a stealth espionage game sure plenty of rooting going on in that uh, shameless display of (laughs) cocksuckery wasn't there yeah yeah (laughs) Absolutely. Um, I heard from a really reliable source this week that it's going to be called Metal Cock Solid Silent Ass Licker 4 Prologue. Oh, uh, but no, seriously, eight stars. Uh, it's a good time. Um, unfortunately, story number two, here we go. You ready for this? Uh, unfortunately, yeah. C-Mac's bold 2024 prediction of Sims 5, but not the shit that's coming out because Sims is dead, is going to have to wait because Paradox Interactive's Life by You has received a beautiful delay till June to refine gameplay and add more life to characters' faces. How refreshing in 2024 and somewhat of a paradox among game devs. See what I did there? Uh, I paradox did. Paradox joke. Yeah, that's wonderful, mate. Paradox Interactive, because that's that's who made the game. Paradox, paradox Interactive. <clears throat> Good one. Yeah. Uh, how does uh, 19 million sound? And no, I don't mean the fucking Saturday Cross Lotto. I'm talking Power World, bitches. Yeah, JB Fergan, 18 million Wait. 999,998 other people are playing the worldwide phenomenon. Yes, that's right. As the game takes the world by storm, the modding community has been enjoying living dangerously by putting actual Pokemon into the game and even revealing source code of a POW that looks copyright infringement similar to Mewtwo. Balls in your court, Pokemon company. Whatever you do next, better not suck Pokeballs. (laughs) Ha ha ha. Anyway, um, yeah, nice one. Now, uh, I thought hospitality. Thank you. No, really, you shouldn't have. Um, yeah. Now, I thought hospitality was bad, but it seems staff working on the now out of surface anti hit of 2023, the day before, are speaking out about the substandard working conditions, working 16 hours a day, and even getting fined by the Brothers Fantastic for making mistakes. Toxic barely scratches the surface. Fantastic recently commented on their less than impressive MMO, saying, and this isn't uh, a bit, by the way, everything we showed in the trailers was in the game um, apparently <laughs> and that everything they provided to users day one was exactly what they promised uh, well I think the rest of the world remembers it differently to be honest with you mm. Mm. Um, I'm loving the crowd tonight they are loving me uh, yeah, they sure it's are. fucking wow um, 
Now, make this news story make sense. Industry analysts have predicted that Nintendo... Analysts. Analysts. <laughs> analysts. Um, <laughs> analysts have predicted that Nintendo's Switch successor coming out September, October, and November 2024, according to the DG crew, will fail. This spicy hot take gained a lot of traction this week for reasons you may not expect. Yes! This is because analysts also said back in 2016 that the Nintendo Switch would also be a failure. This week, I sent out Nintendo Switch sales figures to analysts Goldman Sachs, CLSA Securities and Macquarie Group with a VHS copy of the Billy Crystal hit Analyze That... Needless to say, I'm yet to receive any formal response from each. However, I did I, I did get a text from one of the employees' mums saying, "Love this film. I would totally fuck Billy Crystal." <laughs> well, each to their own. <laughs> wow. Wow. Um, <laughs> what? What was that a story even about? <laughs> <laughs> Industry analysts and their mums. Uh, wow, thirsty, aren't they? Thirsty Merc. Get out your lassoes, your weed killer, your cash register, because it's time for a, a review roundup. That was a roundup joke, and I just fucked it. Oh, I fucked it real bad. Um, coming in like a wet piece of Viva paper towel with 62 points, it's the Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, a game I've never heard of and I thought was a typo when Ferg sent it to me. <laughs> Grand Blue Fantasy, Relink, hit a top of 80. Well, it might be very good. Um, the aforementioned free-to-play Silent Hill, the short message, has only been able to muster a 50 for Konami this week, whereas Sega Sammy Group and Atlas both took the cake back to Sega Sammy Group and Atlas this week and ate it with scores of 89 for Like a Dragon, Infinite Wealth, and Persona 3 Reload. And lastly, on one point ahead, punching well above its weight for the fighting game genre, yet still not surpassing last year's Street Fighter installment, was Tekken 8, emerging with a collective score of 90. Wow! 2024 only has 11 months to go. Ferg has already predicted his game of the year, and when I reached out to Ferg for comment, he had this to say, it's amazing. And that's an inside joke and your news for this week. All right. Thank you, Steely. What did you learn? Do you know much about the news? Were you listening? What was it all about? Tell me, because I don't even know. Fuck! Steely's off to a uh, cracking start with his bold predictions for 2024 with uh, Sonic's Shadow Generations. Mm. Straight Sonic off the- and Shadow Generations. Looks pretty good, Steely. <laughs> hey, you know what? It was a trailer. Um, mm. It was a teaser trailer, and it looked like they showed mainly old footage of Sonic Generations, and then they showed some of the new Shadow bit. And I went, <laughs> oh, yes. There's that PS3 game that I really like. There's oh, Shadow. It didn't look that great. No, well, it was there. Yeah. And I'll, I'll buy it and I'm going to play it and I'm going to enjoy it. Maybe. <laughs> force, Hopefully. Force yourself to enjoy it. Mm. I'm just so, hoping that there's more content to this package than the Shadow bit. I'd love some... Considering we've had a, a fistful of shitty Sonic games since then... I'd love for them to have some representation and get a bit of a remix and, you know, some better levels in the same vein as Sonic Generations. But 
they keep on saying that the boost games they're making are just like Sonic Generations and they're not. They're fucked. So I don't trust Sonic Team to do that is the big problem. Um, whereas, you know, with, I don't know, with Sonic Frontiers, some of the 3D sort of action stages got good in the DLC, but they were extremely poor to control in the base game. And I just don't know if this team should really go back to doing this formula. But I just hope they don't fuck it up because it's a good game. And, Mm. I mean, the main thing I'd like them to do is adjust the physics for classic Sonic so he plays more like classic Sonic or plays more like, you know, he does in Sonic Superstars. Even adding in some... You know, Sonic Mania levels all done up in fancy fucking 3D HD would be cool. But I know that that's not what they're going to do. This is a cash grab with Shadow attached to it as a movie tie-in. Movie tie-in. So fuck all's going to be done that is really exciting about this. Apart from the fact that I'm going to get to play Sonic Generations um, in uh, above potato settings, which is Mm. good for me, Mm. at least. Fantastic. So, just um, circling back to the state of play, um, like, had a little look at some of the the game trailers that went, you know, that were revealed during the state of play. And um, I'm interested to know what the DG crew thought of Stellar Blade. Um, Because, like, all right, on the surface, like, and just looking at it from a very superficial point of view, just looks like a like a highly sexualized anime um like not dissimilar to to any of the dozens and dozens of similar sort of highly sexualized anime type games that they have on the uh, on the PlayStation store you know most of them sort of included in the PlayStation extra uh, tier um so do we think that there's anything about this game that makes it you know, something that we should be looking forward to? What do, what do you think, Ferg? I didn't even see this one, to be honest. I saw a good chunk of the state of play, but um, I'm just looking at the game gameplay video now. I didn't miss it, so I don't can't really comment on it. I don't know if C-Mac and Steely... So, it looks like the, the premise is it's set in a post-apocalyptic uh, Earth-type situation. You play the, the lead character who is a female protagonist and uh you know uh sort of impossibly large breasts and and sort of really tight pants and and all of that uh running around uh sort of doing missions so it's sort of like i don't know like it, it almost reminds me of like a throwback to the, the original sort of Tomb Raider uh, style of game where it was almost as much about Lara Croft as it was the actual game itself. Um, you know, they were they were sort of marketing just as much on, on her as they were on the actual game. And to me, like this one really sort of echoes that same sentiment. Well, I don't know. What did you think, Steely? Did you... I, look, I, um, I didn't even really notice... The, the girl, I I kind of... The the weird thing that I thought about it is I... Because this is a PlayStation Studios game, I'm pretty sure. Mm. And um, I just kind of liked the world. I think that it has a really... The presentation's really good. 
Um, definitely looks like finally like a PS5 game. It's a really beautiful looking world. Um, combat kind of looks like sort of Devil May Cry or Bayonetta. I was kind of getting more Bayonetta vibes. Um, Bayonetta is is kind of overly sexualized witch, whereas um, with her she kind of looks sort of similar but more anime style. But I don't think she's as sexualized as Bayonetta is, which. I like because it just seems more about the gameplay. I like how there are certain aspects to this game which are just about like helping people and stuff like that. And it's not all about just like fucking everyone up. Um, but yeah, I think, I, I mean, I think it's got potential. I think it's got legs. And, and the, from what it showed with some of the battles, they look pretty interesting. They don't look just like a copy and paste of Devil May Cry, like, you know, hack and slash kind of battles. There might be a little bit of skill involved. Um, I'm not saying there's no skill involved with Devil May Cry. It's just not my cup of tea. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of quietly excited for it. Um, you know, something different, uh, but something actually coming to my PlayStation that I can get excited for that I haven't played already, like The Last of Us mm. Part 2 Remastered. I'm just mm. having a, um, a watch of it now. Looks good. Yeah. Mm. Looks yeah. beautiful. Looks really good. I yeah, don't okay. know. I, yeah, I, so, I'd give it a go. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and fun fact. I think it looks super interesting. Yeah, it's uh, it's out on my birthday, April the twenty sixth. Oh well, oh, there you go. Yeah. Sign. So, I'm gonna get it. I, can, I, I saw the sign. <laughs> yeah, well, all right. Well, maybe I maybe I am uh, judging the proverbial book by its cover, but um, yeah, we'll we'll have to uh, let the game yeah, speak for itself. Yeah, she does have very tight pants. Mm. Yeah, that would be very um, uncomfortable to fight in. But like, what? Like, you know, yeah, she could fight in something more appropriate. But I think it it doesn't look out of place within the style of the game. And when you look mm. back at the... Tra- well, but it look, it's hyper-futuristic. There was one there where she was wearing sweatpants, so don't everyone get too upset. You know, <laughs> like... Yep, there was. She looked like Kill Bill for half a second. And I think I think the logo is my least favourite thing. The logo looks like someone tried to sign their name and then put fucking G.I. Joe's font over the top of it. <laughs> but mm. having said that... Um, I-, I like. I think it looks good. Yeah. Looks really good. I... I had a thought and now I've lost it. It's okay. I'm mm. just going to shut the fuck up. Mm. Please. Um. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, what I was um, going to say, oh, confirmed, Last of Us uh, Part 3, by the way, by the way, everyone, Last of Us Part 3 is um, being conceptualised and written and in development, oh, so. I didn't see that. Well, mm. fucking hear it now. Some bonus news. I mean, that's yeah. good to hear. Uh, hardly a surprise, uh, given the success oh, yeah. of The Last of Us Parts 1 and 2. But, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, they're, they're a good example of a strong female protagonist that isn't being overly sexualised. It's all about her, the the character, the development of the character, as opposed mm-hmm. to just slapping Ellie in, you know, tight pants and, you know giving her, you know, um, huge breasts. <laughs> but obviously that's in a different world as well, right? So The mm. Last of Us is steeped in reality 
And I feel that if you are to steep something in reality, to do that doesn't make any sense. This is clearly going for that sort of hyper-stylized anime style, yet if it was not done in cell shading. And I think that Mm. it kind of works for it to a degree. So, yeah, I don't know. I I think that... I think we've been so accustomed now with games to point out the fact that characters look hypersexualized or don't look like they fit and all that kind of stuff that we maybe do become a little bit overly sensitive to it and we'll point it out a lot more. But if you just focus on the gameplay, it actually looks like it's going to be a banger. So, mm. well, let's let's hope so. And um, C Mac, I noticed. Uh the the a new one for you, Silent Hill Two. You'd be uh, pretty excited about the release of uh, Silent Hill Two. Yeah, on I, PlayStation I, Five. Yeah, I went straight to EB and I pre-ordered that 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 puppy. That puppy. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, no, not didn't look me, freaky at all with the girl throwing herself off the roof and then like walking through like a really super dark house and having shit jump out at her. I, yeah, it's like pretty much all the things I would like aspects in a game. So, yeah, I'm um, excited for that. But no, I'm excited for the one that Simon showed me. Can't remember the name. Judas. Judas. Bioshock and- in space, people. Mm. Looks fucking wicked. Yes. Uh, and uh, another one that we that we did see a bit <clears throat> of. So, Rise of the Ronin. Now... Uh, I don't know about everyone else, but I was getting really strong Assassin's Creed vibes off this one. What, what were your thoughts on that one, Ferg? I'm looking at my notes here. The notes I've got is Japanese Assassin's Creed meets Elden Ring. That's the notes <laughs> I had. It does. It looks like a cross between a lot of those games all thrown into one. But that actually looked really good. I thought that looked quite interesting. Um, yeah, looked cool. Mm. To me, it looked like the, the fucking amalgamation of Sekiro and mm. Ghost of Tsushima kind of just fucked together. Like, I don't know. Wait, what the- was the first one? Sekiro, Shadow of the Emotional damage! Well, the fucking guy has the same thing in Sekiro, the fucking whiplash thing. Like, just call yourself fucking Sekiro. Like, whatever. And then some <laughs> of the fights look just like they were ripped straight out of Ghost of Tsushima, but... The fucking he's fighting a fucking giant zombie or whatever the fuck that is, you know. Like it doesn't to me. <laughs> it was it's kind just, of like the wish version of Ghost of Tsushima. <laughs> <laughs> the Tamu. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Ghost of Tsushima light. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like this one. This one really didn't grab me at all. Like I'm looking at it, I'm like, yeah. Very like it's the tame. sort of game where even if even if I could download it for free on PlayStation Plus Extra, mm. I'd I'd be scratching my head going, eh, yeah. Do I want to use that space on my my PlayStation? <laughs> yeah, probably not. Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, I'm looking at it thinking it's pretty good, but I got no intention to ever wanting to play it. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, probably not. I, mean, I thought Dragon's Dogma Two looked pretty cool. Yeah, yeah I actually like looked, inter- I rated that trailer. Mm. Yeah, I thought that looked looked interesting with not knowing too much about that game, but just seeing a bit of, you know, taking on some of these big-looking monster things and, you know, in the trailer, the guy sort of jumps up on the head of the monster and, you know, crams a sword through its head. Oh, that looked pretty cool. Yeah. Mm. Um, 
The other one I wanted to ask you, JB, because I think you're the only one out of the DG crew that might have played the original Death Stranding, but Mm -hmm. I don't know if we saw the... Was it 43 minutes? I think it was about 17 minutes of whatever. Mm. That game looks fucking weird. It looks so strange. The more I watched the trailer, I was just like, what the hell? I don't know if it's in similar vibes to the first one. Um... Death Stranding is is one of these really super high concept games. Like, um, like I I don't think it's a bad game, but I don't get it. And and I think that's like a fairly common uh, comment about Death Stranding. Like a lot of people who've played it are like, yeah, it's a cool game, but I don't get it. I don't mm. understand the what it's trying to do. I don't understand really what it's about but um one thing that i will say off the back of this trailer like gr- graphically it looks amazing mm. um the the cutscenes and the motion capture and all of that sort of thing that looked absolutely mint like um there's a there's a scene in the trailer where uh, he meets his brother and then the, this big fight starts to happen and everything and, like, the way that, um, uh, you know, Hideo Kojima has, has set all of that up and captured the facial expressions and everything, it's easily as good as um, any of the stuff out of God of War or, mm-hmm. you know, um, any of the stuff that Naughty Dog produced. Like, this is, this is like, top-tier AAA title. But what I do wonder, and, and, and this is something I'd never really fully understood with um, Death Stranding number one was like the the actual gameplay like I really struggled to find something in the gameplay to keep me coming back like it's almost like it's it's one of these games where you're like yeah I, I kind of got to play it because so many people say it's great but I'm really sort of struggling to find like where my interest gets captured, you know. I don't know mm. if that sort of makes sense. It's probably mm. a bit of a, a weird way to frame it. But um, I played maybe 10 hours or maybe 15 hours of um, Death Stranding 1 and, and I played the director's cut version, the one that had been remastered for PS5. Um, and, yeah, I just it, just... it just didn't grab me. Mm. Um, however... There are aspects of the game that I really liked, um, like the the story and everything, like the fact that he's got the little the little baby that lives in the little capsule on his front, and that mm. somehow ties into the scanner that he's got and lets him see these creatures that are invisible and just absolutely like it's really quite horrific. These these sort of creatures that kill people and everything. It's it's bizarre. It's not even something I can really explain easily. Mm. Um, but just looking at the quality and everything of of Death Stranding two, I'm probably going to have to give it a go just to just to see so you know it's what it's like. Um, but yeah, there's a bit where you you're looking at a at a baby's face, presumably through what looks like a birth canal, mm. and then all of a sudden a, a small spaceship flies out of his mouth and flies directly into the camera, and I'm like, what the fuck yeah. is going yeah. on here? Like, uh, yeah. It was bizarre, but, like, mm. again, like, Hideo Kojima is one of these people that sort of, 
he, he's like a like a John Lennon almost, but of the video game world. Mm. And it's like he's a genius. He comes up with amazing stuff that becomes classic and timeless. And whilst you may not necessarily understand exactly what mm. it is that he's aiming for or what he's going for, you can't deny the fact that he's producing stuff that's incredible in its mm. own right. Um, so it's a bit like a Tarantino of the uh, video game world. He's got that very unique sort of style that comes across in all of his games, which is, yeah, like you said, very interesting and yeah. captivating in many respects. And, yeah, watching the trailer, you know, I've been advocating for this for a long time, but we need to see more uh, deaths via electric guitar solos. So it looks like <laughs> Death yeah. 2 has got that in Aces. Yeah, well, that was that was quite interesting as well. Uh, that that really came out of left field. <laughs> yeah. I found that, you know, and I find with Kojima, just to build on what you said, JB, I, I, I think that um, it's evident in, especially in the Phantom Pain in Metal Gear Solid Five, uh, that he is a big Bowie fan. And uh, because, I mean, there's there's loads of, I think there's some Bowie music in there, but the name of the group of people that, um, that Solid Snake or Snake or whatever version of fucking Snake you play in um, Metal Gear Solid Five is the Diamond Dogs. Um, he's mentioned that he's a big Bowie fan and that, that Snake is kind of based off of David Bowie. And... Mm-hmm. I think that when you look at what he does, more to the point, I think he is like David Bowie. There's a lot of concept stuff that David Bowie does, especially in sort of the 90s, early 2000s, that just don't make sense unless you follow all of his work and you understand and you're a fan of that type of game or that type of, you know, complexity and weirdness. And I I think that that's I think it doesn't do this this game favors that the trailer was so long because I kept going mm-hmm. oh okay yeah that that kind of has grabbed my attention where's the th- title oh there's more okay um, and this is completely different okay oh this this is the bit where they're going to show the title screen no there's more <laughs> okay mm-hmm. uh, th- okay guitars all right electric. Electricity coming, and there's wow, it just was so confusing, you know. Like, I, I found and I find this with a lot of Japanese game trailers, they can get confusing where it's like that's where the trailer should end, and then there's always something after it that feels like why is it there, you know. And I felt that for the entire trailer. Um, but having said that, when Death Stranding was first teased and was starting to come out the very first one. I was that grabbed me. The trailers of that, I was like, "Oh wow, this looks really sick! I really can't wait to play this." Until the gameplay came out, I think mm. that Kojima is one of these kind of guys that um, you know his stories. I think and the way that he puts stories together is probably something that supersedes his gameplay. Um, whereas I think in a lot of the ways he's trying to reinvent the wheel when it comes to playing games and what kind of experience they're going to be. But then maybe gameplay falters and gets left behind a little bit because he's trying to push so many different envelopes at the same time. And he is a visionary and somebody has got to do that. You know, um, I think David Bowie did the same thing. Uh, he pushed a lot of different boundaries. They didn't always land. I love it all because I'm a nut for, for Bowie, but I think that, um, 
if it doesn't always land, it's not always a bad thing. It's just a matter of is where he's going with this going to get somewhere where it's like, wow, yeah, he's at the top of his game still and this is insane, or is it just this is insane, you know? like, And that's mm. just what I got from it. It just mm. it didn't grab me at all. It was just really bizarre, really weird. I can I can appreciate it for for the fact that it's super high concept and like he's trying to do things that other people haven't done before in terms of like trying to invent a new genre of video game and everything. But at the end of the day, for me, the experience of sitting down and playing a game comes down to do I enjoy the gameplay? Mm. Like, yeah. you know, and and there's much there's many elements to that like i have to enjoy the story that it's trying to tell as well and you know and all the rest of it but there's games that i've played in the past that either don't have a story at all or very little story but the gameplay is so fun that it it just hooks you in you know and Mm. like think of a game like theme park the original theme park i played the shit out of that game there's no story to it it's just you're building a theme park and you progressively <laughs> build better and better ones, you know. Good and game. <laughs> but the gameplay was really fun and really hooked you in. Um, and then you compare it to something like, uh, you know, The Last of Us, where it's a very much a story-driven game, but the gameplay is also incredibly fun. So you've got both elements to it. So it really comes down to is the gameplay fun? And um, uh, I think having a good story can help make up for gameplay that's maybe mm. not quite as good, but it still needs to be there. And yeah. um, I've got no doubt that the story that Kojima's telling, and maybe maybe he would be better suited to telling his stories in a less interactive medium like you know film or TV or whatever the case may be. And certainly his little spiel at the end of the state of play indicates that's a direction that he's intending to push into. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not sure about this one. Well, time will tell. We've still got a bits to wait. I think 2025, this one. I think we've got a date, but it's not this year. I think they chucked that out there. I don't think I've made that up. So, yeah, still got a ways away until we get that one, but... Yeah, time will tell. But, yeah, I agree. If the, I mean, mm. the story can be great, but if the gameplay sucks, I mean, how much punishment can you take just to try to, you know, slog through something that you're not enjoying just to find out where the story's heading? Um, especially these days where you just go to YouTube and you can get all the cutscenes all cut together and you can watch it as a as movies. So, yeah. yeah, they're both very important things. And when, like you said, in a game like Last of Us where they get the gameplay... You know, tick that box as well as a story, then why you go. Excellent. Well, the other thing that I did notice, uh, there was two VR games um, shown in the uh, in the state of play. So we had Metro Awakening um, for PSVR 2, and uh, we also had Legendary Tales. Um, now, Legendary Tales looked... A lot of fun, but also looked very much like a game that's already on PSVR 2, which is called Swordsman VR, um, which uh, both yourself, Ferg, and Steely have have had a turn at. And um, did you guys get the same vibe from Legendary Tales VR? Didn't watch this one, JB. 
VR2, I don't have one, so I skimmed this one, but I'm going to pull it up now. I don't know about you, Steely and C-Mac. Yeah, I, um, I had a little gander of it, and yeah, it does kind of give me similar vibes because of the, the sword combat. Obviously, very different setting. I think it looks to be more like a story-driven um, game, unlike Swordsman VR, which is legitimately mm. just like, go fucking stab people in the dick, you know? But... Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, because I don't have the peripheral in my house all the time, I never get that interested in the VR stuff unless it's something that is like, wow, that looks fucking sick. Um, and I didn't even, mm. I didn't watch the Metro Awakening uh, demo because I've not played a single Metro game and I'm not really into the franchise. So I just kind of let it go. I should have watched it, but. but yeah. I did see that one. It looked very dark. It looked Metro, like <laughs> yeah. I mean,. Uh, I've I've played both uh, previous entries into the Metro series, so the original Metro, and then um, is it Last Light, the second one? Yeah, there's been quite a few now, hasn't there? But what's the premise? It's like you spend a lot of time in the underground Metro system of the world that the games are based in, correct, isn't it? Yeah, and I'm pretty sure it's based in Russia, um, yeah. and basically... All, all the surface world is fucked. Like, mm. uh, it's all contaminated. You have to wear, a, like, a gas mask everywhere you're going. Um, and it introduces a, a fun mechanic into the game where if you come across um, enemies uh, sort of up on the surface with their gas mask on and you either shoot a hole in the sort of in the glass where they see through or you shoot the canisters off or whatever... Then they sort of suffocate to death um, mm. in the in the world there, so mm. that's a bit of fun. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, other than that, you you're sort of existing purely in the um, in the subterranean world in the the subway area. Mm. I'm just watching this legendary tales thing. It looks very it looks similar to. I'm getting Skyrim vibes from it. Obviously, you got the ability to not only use swords but magic and. Mm. Yeah, it looks like a lot more polished version of what was the game we played at yours, Swordsman. Yeah, Swordsman VR. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it it absolutely stinks of uh, Swordsman, I reckon. Mm. But uh, yeah, we'll have to keep an eye on that one and uh, see where it goes. See where that one goes. All right, folks. Well, I think it's time for this week's novelty segment. Without further ado. And this week we're going to ask the question, what game did you love but have never finished and why? Mm. Ferg, do you want to uh, kick kick things off? Right, so again, because I can never pick one of these things, I've got two. So the first two, or the two that spring to mind, the first one is my game of last year, which is Elden Ring. Amazing game, gave it my Game of the Year award, unlike anything I've ever played. It was just such a fantastic experience, but having said that, it is unique in the kind of game it is, and the reason I haven't gone back to finish it is it's, it is challenging, it's tough, and I suck. But it's also not a game that you want to play. It's not a casual game. Like it's, you know, you've, you've been at work, you've just worked 10 hours, you've come home, you want to have a, you know, 
don't use your brain. You just want to chill out and play something mind-numbingly that's, you know, nice and simple and doesn't re- involve too much thought. Elden Ring is not that game. Like, it's not a game that you just sort of throw yourself into willy-nilly because you get your ass kicked. It's very slow-paced and it's methodical and you have to think about every move and you have to be smart and stuff like that. So... I find for me, as much as I enjoyed the game, it's not a game that I feel like I want to pick up when I'm just looking for, you know, like a casual game to play. So I've never gone back and finished it as much as I've loved it. And I will get back to it, but it's just you need to have a a block of time and you need to be in the right frame of mind and you need to be, you know, well-rested and all this sort of stuff before you can sort of commit into getting into it. Because there's been a few times where I've just sort of turned it on and... You go through your first handful of, you know, combat situations and you get absolutely wiped and you're just like, I'm just not in the headspace to play this game. So, as good as that game is, I haven't finished it and I probably won't ever will because it's quite challenging and it's a game that you really need to commit yourself to. So, that's the first one. The second one is an absolute classic because I've gone twice to finishing it. I've probably played 100, 110 hours on this game and this is Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh, what? What? up? Red Dead Redemption 2 back in 2018 when it launched on the PS4. And I think I played, I think there's six chapters and a couple of epilogues. I think I played like four and a half, maybe five chapters Mm. in my first playthrough. And then for whatever reason, I think because it was 2018, I probably was too busy playing Fortnite. I didn't get around (laughs) to finishing it. And then lo and behold, how many years later, I picked it up on a Steam sale on PC when it came out for like 25 bucks. And I think last year I played it up until like five and a half chapters and I've sat it down. So I've gone dangerously close to finishing it and I love this game, but I've never actually finished it. So mm. I've got to do it at oh, some point. And probably the reason why I haven't finished it is how I typically play these big open world games is I go in and I just get lost in the world and I do every side quest and I really just park the main storyline for as long as I can. So... By the time you sort of do that and play a lot of the side content and, you know, work on things like the hunting trophies and, you know, getting all the legendary animals as well as slowly progressing the main storyline, it's actually quite a long game. Mm. Like, it's the, the campaign is not short, and I think that's probably what it is. It's just the length of the campaign is, yeah, there's heaps of content. So, I think when mm-hmm. I get back to it, I'll probably just have to focus on knocking out the campaign because, yeah, I've never actually finished the game, even mm-hmm. though I've loved it and I've played it two playthroughs and played, you know, it's not like I've only played the first 25%. I've played well and truly like 80% of the game. I'm like getting close to the end and then for some reason I just get derailed by some mm-hmm. other shiny fancy games. So, them are two games, JB, Elden Ring and Red Dead 2, which... That disappoints me highly, Ferg. Mm. That game well. is a fucking legendary. It's a tome of greatness. It yeah. is very good, but and you don't need to get the animals. No, that's you don't have to 100% un- this game. That's very yeah. unimportant. Mm. It is. Fuck the animals, hey, see, mate. Yeah. Well, I think it's like a blessing for you. Because you love the game so much. And don't get me wrong, I've I've loved this game. Like this is a, It's an absolute masterpiece. But yeah, you just get sidetracked with doing all the other stuff and I don't know. Yeah, I, I would have played a hundred and something hours and I've never finished it. Wow. Hmm. I'll Bloody get around hell. to it, guys. I've never finished it either. You haven't finished it either. No, it's like I don't even Jedi. know you guys. Too much to play, too little time. Mm. 
but I agree, it is a great game. Mm. It's got a very long campaign. Like, there's probably... There'd be at least 50 mm. hours in just doing the main story itself, I'd say. Yeah. 50? Mm. Mm. Well, yeah. Steely, what Come game, at me. What game did you love nah. but have never finished? You don't, you don't know. It. Here's a game that I loved. You know what I frothed over back in the day? was Jet Force fucking Gemini. That's oh. right. Now, this is a hot mess on NSO. I've I've been starting to play it again on NSO, but I loved this fucking thing on Nintendo 64. Um, back before, you know, we got good quality third-person shooters, um, I loved the absolute shit out of this. Uh, but I remember getting permanently lost in the game. Uh, with no clue how to progress, just didn't know where I was going, didn't know what to do, um, thus never finished the game. Uh, I still don't know how. I just I kept going back to the same islands all over again. I'd I'd be going back from planet to planet, fast travelling cutscene to fast travelling cutscene, much like twenty twenty three Starfield, um, <laughs> travelling between planets cutscenes and in um, fast travels so there you go uh, p- pioneered <laughs> on the Nintendo 64 um, oh yeah <laughs> made again uh, by Bethesda uh, but just just trying to figure out where the fuck I had to go all the time and and I don't know if it's just because I was a kid and I and I would get lost easily but I find myself doing the same thing in Metroid Prime maybe I'm just a, a fucking idiot um, <laughs> just getting well. lost you know, if I, don't say that, JB. <laughs> dug my own hole there, didn't I? Now, I I had a couple as well, but in the weirdest uh, in the weirdest twist of fate, all of my games are from Rareware that I haven't finished. Um, mm-hmm. So now another game from Rareware Three, is on my list. Two, for England, James. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, blow the gas tanks. I will. Um, <laughs> Another classic from Rareware. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I never finished Diddy Kong Racing um, because I could never well, beat a certain fuck. boss on it. In fact, like that. Um, every Jeez, you better go Rareware. back and finish Diddy Kong fucking racing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> never finished it though. Rare game. Haven't finished any of Rare's Nintendo 64 games. Awesome. I haven't next, finished any. Next, of you'll be telling me you haven't um, completed Donkey Kong Frozen uh, Tropical Freeze, is it? No, I've 100% of that because that's a fuck. That's a retro game, not a rare game, mate. Mm. Uh, oh, well, not, well it is a rare up, game. Maybe. It's a dime a dozen in 2D platformers. Mm. Yeah. But it's not made for rare, rare. Yeah, anyway. Um. Mm. Okay. But Thanks, all man. of the rare games on Nintendo 64. So Jet Force Gemini, GoldenEye, um, fucking Diddy Kong Racing, Donkey Kong 64, Banjo-Kazooie, Banjo-Tooie. Uh, haven't ever played Perfect Dark. Conker's um, Bad Fur Day. Hmm. Conker. Uh, I've started Conker on a bloody, on a, um, on what is emulator. it? Emulator. And mm. I got about oh, two mate. minutes in. We're going to have uh, to... I, uh... Yeah. Emotional damage. This was years ago, and it was on one of your PCs, anyway, Joel. So if anyone's going to get taken in by the Going authorities, the it oh, will okay. be you. <laughs> 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 it was a part of my plan all along. 
no, but seriously, um, they're the games that I've never finished. Uh, I just really wish that they would just remaster Jet Force Gemini and release it on everything because, you know, Xbox not going to be in the game console industry for that long. So, um, mm. it realistically, if it does get a remaster, it's coming to everything. Um, mm. So, mm. I don't know. I'd love that yeah. because just playing this game on Nintendo Switch Online is like trying to fucking... It's like trying to do brain surgery with a pistol. That's not a good thing. You're just killing a guy then. <laughs> do brain surgery with a pistol. I got to give I got to give a massive shout out to Jet Force Gemini. Like that game, I could not tell you anything about the campaign, what the story was about, but that game for me is in my top three split screen multiplayer games that ever came out mm. on the Nintendo sixty four. Like the split screen multiplayer was insanely good. And it's in the same realms. Top three, I've just made a short list. Goldeneye sixty four, Donkey Kong sixty four, Jet Force Gemini. French Kiss. It's just the best. <laughs> French <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, chef kiss. I'm going to come. The chef is French. Mm. Oh. <laughs> what about you, wife? Me. What game yeah, did you. you love but have never finished, C-Mac? I, I just have one. <laughs> yeah, finishes what she starts. Pers- Persona 5 on the... Yes. I didn't finish that either. Mm. Oh man, we enjoyed it so much, but again, we we got lost. We got confused. Mm. Yeah, we got one dungeon in. We finished one. I think we did two. No, 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 we did one. Such an excellent game. Emotional damage. Same as Ferg. One of those. Those games that you just get lost in the world and you start doing other stuff, but this one we just got really confused and a bit lost mm. and a bit. It was very overwhelming, but it was amazing and we loved everything about it. And we keep trying to pick it up and we just mm. can't seem to get back into it. I, I feel think like I have to start it again. Yeah, I feel like it's a it's a do over kind of thing, like Red Dead. So yeah, yeah, that's mine. Yeah, and I'm in the same boat, but I think. Yeah. The thing with Persona 5 is similar to Red Dead Redemption 2. The the main story is so long. Like, Persona 5 is like oh. a 100-hour game. Like, <laughs> you know, to finish it. don't have it, that. We don't it's have that. a long time. Like, it's a long time. And, you know, it's great value for money. You know, I always bang on about an hour for every hour, hour played. But $1 for every hour played. But mm. at some point, even though it's amazingly good... 100 hours, like, you just get distracted before you can get to the end with the next new shiny game, like... Mm. Um, you can't but, even rush through it. That's the thing. Yeah. We, we couldn't even... You have to pay attention yeah. so much in that game. Mm. So much. Amazing game. I want to go back and play that. That one's on my list of, you know, on my wish list. I've got it on PS4, but I think at this have point... You play, have probably... you played The Last of Us yet? No, that's on there nah, as well. Nah, was... see, that's probably a bit higher. I'd put that one a slightly higher. You put that one up before Persona? Well, I'm yes. not Persona 5 until it's uh, on a good sale on the Steam store, so I could go and play the remastered Last of Us. You're making up for all the, the money, all the games you couldn't buy last year. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Smash it yeah. up this year. That's it. Yeah. I've got to get around to finishing that game, especially I think with Persona 3 just releasing. 
I think that sort of piqued my interest to go back yeah. and play Persona 5 because I never finished it. All the buzz around that game, which is getting really good review scores. Mm. I always think, man, I've got to go back and play Persona 5. It was such a great game. I just didn't mm. finish it. But again, I probably played 40 hours on PS4. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. Probably got it. we probably got about 20 hours in, I'm guessing, maybe 15. Mm. 20 or 30, I reckon. Yeah. I reckon we did. Well... What game did I love but never finish? Well, I got two on this list. Um, now, the first one—I mean, love stretch, but Starfield. <laughs> I didn't—I didn't mind it, but uh, never finished it. I didn't really get too far into it, to be honest with you. But uh, um, it just lost my interest, really. But I'll probably go back and have a look at some point. When mm-hmm. I've got, I think you loved the idea of Starfield mm. more more so than the actual, yeah, than the actual mm. game itself. But the other one, um, which I did actually love, was The Last of Us Part Two. So um, I got probably over halfway into the game and then got distracted, and I haven't been back to actually finish it. And it's annoying because. There's a lot of spoilers floating around out there, and I'm probably not going into the uh, the finale of the game unspoiled. But um, <laughs> but I've only got myself to blame for that. So um, uh, and it's really no reason. There's no reason why I shouldn't go back and finish it. It is a great game. I've got no complaints about it. And but nearly everything that Naughty Dog do, like in terms of Uncharted and The Last of Us and all that, their games are like, yeah, I know they're great and I should really go and play them, but you've got to really set aside a good Mm. chunk of time to get through it, you know, so. Yeah, it's tricky because, you know, nearly every day of the month a new game's coming out and if something captures your interest, you know, at the moment we're playing Power World because that's, you know, the Mm. hot topic at the moment. Um, But the other thing with Power World, you can jump in and out at any point mm. and, and, you know... uh, go in and play for five minutes and it's fine or you can go in and play for five hours and it's yeah. fine with, with a game like that you, you really once you start playing you have to sort of achieve certain things within the story um, otherwise it's mm. it's very hard game to just play for just casual chunks of time yeah um, you really do have to set aside at least like an hour you yeah. know to play it I don't always have an hour to mm. set aside so yeah, well maybe you finished part two and I'll finish the first game JB and we'll reconvene (laughs) stay tuned listeners next week I'm going to give my first impressions on the uh, new game The Last of Us part one (laughs) yes (laughs) you'll you'll love it you'll love it well (laughs) that's about all the time we have for this week on the Discerning Gamer podcast as always I'd like to thank the DG crew starting with Fergus Fergamon Hamilton thanks JB always a pleasure mate and Simon Steely McLaughlin. Yes, yeah. Thanks, JB. Thanks for having me. Here's a question <laughs> for you. Have you ever been to Tipperary? I have not, uh, but thanks for well, asking. the fuck have you been doing with your life then? <laughs> and last but not <laughs> least. Hilarious. Pistol, Pisty, Pete. The Pissed. Oh, what? <laughs> Sorry, that was a misfire. Yeah. <laughs> I never misfire. Um, yeah, thanks for having me. Was, yeah, was good. Thanks for being on the show. 
And we'll see you next week. See ya. Bye. See you later, everyone. You know, I don't actually think I ever truly see people. Um, I, you know, I think that's racist. I actually just see enigmas and souls. Uh, because at the end of the day, aren't we all just atoms? Um, aren't we all just <laughs> science um, and souls and uh, antimatter? Uh, at the end of the day, pretty sure, uh, pretty sure that's what we are. So 